It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Once again, welcome to Know Your Legal Rights. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., General Manager of KAAM Radio God Country, Texas, and we are here to do it your way, estate planning your way, which should be God's way. And here to help us with that planning is Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I appreciate so much you helping our audience doing it the way they want based on their principles, biblical guidelines, and other priorities in their lives. And you've been doing this now. It's going to be six years, I think. Isn't it six years this month? Time flies uh, when you're having fun. I know, and I, really think, I think you're probably right around this. You're probably I, right. I think it is. Yeah, that's a long time, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. I didn't do the program initially. We had John McCoy, the late John McCoy, who passed away a number of years ago, which was a terrible loss, and then others who filled in, and then I was blessed to step in one day inadvertently to fill in, which is about four years ago, and I've never stopped, and I've really enjoyed it. And the irony of it all is that I vowed, Michael, after 25 years at that time, that I was always behind the scenes. I was not interested in doing a radio program. I don't think I had the voice for it, the knowledge for it. Um the intelligence for it, you name it, but there I was thrown in it, and I've enjoyed every moment of it, and especially listening to you and to realize this free education you provided the listeners and me. Well, first of all, Don, I appreciate it, and I want to wish everybody happy holidays as well. Thank you. The And I must say, it's been quite enjoyable. This is a lot of fun. Uh, for those who don't know, I come to the actual radio station, and we do these shows, and it's really is just a fun experience, and not only to educate uh, hopefully um, a lot of people on whatever may be important to them mm-hmm. we hope but uh, it's just a fun experience just to be here uh, of course a lot of times we have fun on the show where you may not see of course he sees when well, I joke about the coffee mug as many of y'all know <laughs> but the it's just a lot of fun we have here and I appreciate this opportunity and I, I look forward to each and every show thank you and so do I um, we talk with the six years you've been on the air now there has been tens and tens, if not hundreds, of seminars now, or workshops, excuse me, and there is another one coming up soon, which is always one of the goals of this program is to get you to Michael's next workshop, which is Thursday, December the 5th, which is Saturday, December the 28th. And Michael, uh, people need to plan now, because December is a very busy, distracting month, but what better time than around the holidays when you're with family um, to discuss estate planning for your family, for your parents, or for others. So maybe you can describe the workshops and, and what goes on at them. Well, I mean, just like today's show, we're going to probably talk about five misconceptions on estate planning. Mm-hmm. And we ask people what they want to know, mm-hmm. and then we write down their questions. It may not be on the que- things that we may not discuss here today. Like last week was Medicaid. Yeah, program. right, right, right. Last week we talked about Medicaid. Mm-hmm. This week we'll probably talk about 
you know, do I even need a will? Do I need well, who needs a will? Who needs estate planning? What if you know? What if I'm old? Whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, what if I don't have assets? There's different things. It could be that, that people just want to know. Whatever it may be, we ask people what they want to know, and mm-hmm. then we go through uh, for a couple hours looking at those questions and answering those questions. And usually, it leads to a discussion between people who are other members of the workshop, mm-hmm. and we'll see what the issues that they have and how that may affect you, and then you'll see, oh, gee, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and I would imagine, I would bet the house that no one walks out of there saying to themselves or another person, that was a waste of time. There's no, no way. Yeah, we do a survey, and we kind of find out, and do you? invariably, uh, everybody has learned yeah. a lot. Yeah, and, and it's fascinating to listen to other people's situations, too. We, we love, that's what television and entertainment is all about and of course then but also we apply their situations to ours and say well how does that apply to me and what if and and so you get their triggers you say things that are triggers in people's minds that gets them to think more and realize "Uh uh-oh maybe i'm not current or i'm ill prepared for if i become disabled or pass away yeah a lot of times yeah we decide define estate planning it's not just what happens when you die and, you know, a lot of times people just think about, oh, a will, whatever, mm-hmm. and that's it. And But people be, get older, they get disabled. You don't even have to be old to be disabled. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a good portion of the people who are on Social Security disability are not <clears throat> 65 or 66 or 67. Mm-hmm. They're younger. They just happen to become disabled at some point in their life, whether it be at birth or sometimes they had an accident, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, like 30% of a... Uh, 30 to 33%, somewhere around 30% of Americans become disabled at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. So oh. it's so it's not only what happens when you die, right. but you plan for either passing or disability, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure that th- you want to be in control generally of your assets during your lifetime. Studies show that you're healthier if you're in control. Once you lose, you give up control a lot of times, you just kind of give up. Right. The uh, the other ideas are <clears throat> to keep things, to have things go to your loved ones the way you want, when you want, to make it as easy as possible for them uh, and protect them uh, the way that you desire because you do things for your family. It's not necessarily to protect your assets. You do things because you're your family. You know, this mm. is w- what a better time now that the holidays are upon us that thinking about family and when I say family, it could be that you're concerned about, well, is my kid's marital situation something that I'm concerned about? I want to make take care of my grandkids. Maybe it's I want to, I have a relative who is a beneficiary that has some sort of issue. They spend money too quickly. They 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 don't can't control money. They can't protect it. They have creditors. It could be that somebody's disabled. It could be. A lot of different things, and that gets into the issue of planning. And I, so, a lot of people, if it's just things that pass, you know, if we just said, "All right, do I even need a will? Mm-hmm. Do I even need a will? If I have a retirement account, it has a beneficiary. I don't need a will for that." Right. Generally, unless you don't have a, if you if you fail to uh, name a beneficiary, sometimes people have a beneficiary designation, but then they don't have a secondary one. And, first person dies, and if, if you don't, then you may have to go through probate. Let's say you had a life insurance policy and you named a beneficiary. Do I need a will for that? No. 
That The beneficiary designation supersedes the will. If I had a paid-on-death account, that supersedes the will. Mm-hmm. So I don't need a will at all, right? Well, that's not necessarily right. true because it's not just what happens that things pass. Mm-hmm. First of all, that didn't. What, what does the will do if you become disabled? What good does that do? <clears throat> Nothing. Mm-hmm. The will only takes place when you die. Right. What does it, what good does it do for the retirement account if you become disabled? Nothing. Because right. you, know, you haven't when we, died. When you and I were growing up, when I ever heard disabled, all I would imagine was someone who couldn't walk. But yeah, now I saw that. And yeah. disability doesn't. That's that's five percent of it. There's so much more. Yeah, and a lot of people are becoming more mentally disabled. You know, I, I, I should mention now. You, you know, of course, I appreciate. KWAM and what they have done for the Alzheimer's Association. As y'all may recall, we had the walk in October. KWAM was a big supporter of our walk team. Which Michael's we, Marchers. Michael's Marchers. Right. We, and thank you, KWAM, helping make us a grand champion. We marched. Uh, we marched. Mm-hmm. You had uh, a long conversation with some lady, like 20 minutes. I never even saw you. Yeah, you were talking uh, to her the whole time you never met before. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. The walk is a lot of fun, and you never know what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's always a great time, uh, and it's for a great cause. Mm-hmm. And But... The idea is that people are living longer, mm-hmm. and I always think, you know, my dad died when I was young, uh, and there's been advances in medication and surgeries and things like that that they didn't used to have. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the people who may have died of some sort of disease that have there's been improvements may have dementia or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or mm-hmm. Lewy bodies you know, frontal temporal dementia, whatever it may be, there's all sorts of different things Mm -hmm. that people could have now that we didn't really seem to focus on now but or before more now than than we did. Why? There's more and more people that are being affected. Right. And I think too, if everything that I have read concludes at least something preliminarily, and I think it's a change in the environment. I think it's a change in diet. I think a diet especially, Mike. I think because when we grew up, our thinking was disabled was someone in a wheelchair. That today, because there's so much mental disability, that, that comes from processed food. I know I'm, I may be stretching things, but there was an article in the Wall Street Journal I sent to you a month or so ago about how interval training, which is stopping and starting, stopping and starting, sprinting, biking, you name it, um, is critical to your health and also to prevent uh, mental disabilities. Uh, eating strawberries and blueberries, as simple as that, which thankfully you eat a lot of, is critical in preventing um, Alzheimer's or pre-dementia. And we could be here all day, but there, back then, when you and I were kids, they didn't have this problem, but I don't think there was as much processed food back then. Yeah, I mean, you think about that, too. I mean, it could, in all others, not just on Alzheimer's, but you think about, you know, the Asian diet where I say that, you know, the, if you were in, let's say, um, uh, Japan or mm-hmm. someplace like that where it's a lot more based on fish. Right. And th- here, when, when let's say, I'm not going to say McDonald's, but well, I just did, mm-hmm. uh, goes to J- Japan sure. and more people eat that eat that those type of foods, yeah. then what ends up happening? Their lifespan starts shortening. Right. So I think the same thing could be a 
applied here, it could, it's just, you know, it's like you said, the environment. I think the change of lifestyle, if you will increase your risk of not having dementia mm-hmm. or Alzheimer's, that the studies seem to be indicating that that's the case. And so, yeah, I mean, I know it's not easy to do the exercise three times a week mm-hmm. or having uh, certain types of foods. And, yes, I'm, I know we're not all perfect and we want to have that whatever it is that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the state fair once a year and have a Fletcher's corny dog or yeah, whatever right. it may Something be. Something fried, fried peanut right. butter jelly. Right, right, yeah. But, you know, I'm not saying that people should cut out the, everything to completely, although it would probably be healthier if you did. But it still is an indication of why probably lots of diseases and not just um, whether it be heart disease or, or yeah. something else. Uh, I don't know who came up with the idea, but they called it God's Diet at one time. And I don't know if that's a book or whatever. I've never seen it or read it, but it's just perfect sense. And it's not eating processed foods and just eating what God created thousands of years ago, which could, again, uh, stave off or if not uh, stop any kind of uh, dementia. Um, and allow you to live a good qualitative life to 80 or 90 years old. You know, uh, they had a thing at my daughter. My daughter, I have a 17-year-old daughter, and they did some sort of thing where they had to answer a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And first of all, my wife's family lives forever. Uh, We've talked about on many shows that her grandmother lived to be 107 and a half. And that 17-year-old daughter uh, who is very conscious about what she eats. She's a, a vegan mostly. Mm-hmm. I guess she may have an egg every once in a while, mm-hmm. but she's pretty much a vegan, gluten-free. Amazing. And, you know, they anyway, when she did the survey and they talked about her diet, her, you know, family history, et cetera, they said she was going to live to be 119. Incredible. You know, so uh, it's just like it's about the maximum type, you know, which mm-hmm. just seemed now that seems so far fetched. You mm-hmm. say, well, nobody lives to be 119 anymore or any ever, hardly. But remember, our age expectancy keeps on increasing. Right. She's only 17. Right. When Grandma Gussie was born, the average life expectancy was 50. Right. She lived to be 107 and a half. Right. So it's not quite as far fetched as it may seem today. Mm-hmm. Because just like money changes, because the use of money that was a uh, hundred thousand dollars may have meant, uh, however, ten years ago might be uh, it may be a lot less today. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing about age. Right. The, the the age will continue to increase. If I said to you that somebody died at age, oh, let's say uh, sixty five or seventy, uh, that used to be considered. Old mm-hmm. now, I, I always say today's eighty-five is yesterday's sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Be- because people are living longer. When we had our, why did we start collecting Social Security at sixty-five a long time ago? Because the average life expectancy was seventy. Well, what is it today? Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So that's why oh, they have no. to keep on creeping up that Social Security, yeah. and probably still not. It probably I know that people don't want to hear this, but probably should be creeped up further. Mm-hmm. Because people are working longer or living longer. You know, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago on one of the shows, I talked about uh, one woman who happens to come to our office. She didn't go every day, but she still comes to the office, and she's 91. She drives. Yeah, wife's grandmother, Grandma Gussie, drove till she was 96, and her baby brother drove till he was 102. Mm -hmm. So people are living longer and are in more 
productive lives for a longer period of time and better health a lot of times. But a lot of times, the longer you live, the more likelihood of disability. And so that's why it's not just about whether we have a will or not. We have to also think about what happens if we're disabled. Mm-hmm. So uh, so should everybody, is all I, now, so the question is, should all I need is a simple will? What happens if you're disabled? Well, there's different documents you could have to cover that. Mm-hmm. So like we're a, going to talk about the five misconceptions of estate planning now. Let's start with the first two, if you can. First one? Well, that's it. Do I just need as a simple will? Okay. So, well, again, what happens if you're disabled? Mm-hmm. What if Now, if you are married, if it's a simple will, are you concerned about your spouse remarrying? Are you concerned about creditor issues? For either you or your spouse. Mm -hmm. Are you concerned about credit issues for your children? Mm -hmm. Are you concerned about your children's remarriage? Are you concerned about somebody being disabled? Are you concerned about somebody who's a minor inheriting? Are you concerned about the education of that person? Do you want to have any kind of incentives? Do you want to, is there any kind of tax issues that you have? Is there something, do you want to be kept alive, not even on the will, let's talk about other things, do you want to be kept alive artificially? Mm-hmm. Do Who do you want to make medical decisions for if you can't make them for yourself? Do you want your loved ones to have access to your medical records because of the privacy laws? Do you want to uh, avoid probate? Do you want to, I mean, so the list goes forever, forever. about the different things you could do, uh, and so do you need a simple will? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. We talked, um, uh, you know, we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. We talked about the person who all they had was a home, and we over went over ten different issues that should be discussed on her goals to give assets to her her home to her her siblings because she was not married, didn't have children. Well. Okay, so everybody's situation is different. So to say all I need is a will forgets the issues of what's important to you. What, are you concerned about these other things, whether it be your own disability or who makes medical decisions or who has access to your medical records or do I want to be kept alive artificially or what can terms? Uh, or do we, are we concerned about our loved ones after we die? Do we want to have this love letter that says, Okay, I want to protect you if you're disabled. I want to protect you if you have an addiction. Do I want to protect you if you're a spendthrift? Do I want to protect you uh, from a marital issue? Do I want to protect if my spouse remarries? Do I want to protect? And whatever those things may be. So it's not just do I need a simple will. It may be that there's other issues that are of a concern. And uh, even if you had a paid-on-death account, that doesn't solve those issues. So anyway, so that's that's the first thing. Okay. All right. So I don't need to plan if I'm older. Mm-hmm. Do I not need to plan? I mean, only only is it true that should we say? Well, you know, the older we are, the more likely. Just like life insurance, the older you are, the more expensive life insurance is or disability insurance. Mm-hmm. So I really only need to plan it until later on. That's why I save all the money. But mm-hmm. we talked about. Uh, several weeks ago, we talked about a Tatiana Jefferson. We sure did. And we talked about just how that her failure to plan, even if she had no assets and didn't have a, a spouse or children, how there was a family feud, mm-hmm. and all she had to have is a disposition of bodily remains, which we gave. We said, okay, we'll give you a free form. All you have to do is check our website at DallasElderLawyer.com, and you won't have the issues that uh, f- that cause the family feud 
that uh, unfortunately happened with a Tatiana Jefferson, who was the woman, the 28-year-old woman, to refresh people's memory, who was unfortunately killed by a Fort Worth police officer mm-hmm. back in October. Mm-hmm. So could should we do anything? Should we not only plan until I'm old? No, the answer is, I, as I said, too, at that time, I had when my older daughter uh, turned 18, as I said, I have a younger daughter who's only 17, but when my older daughter turned 18, I had her do all the different estate planning documents that I thought might be helpful for mm-hmm. her. Of course, she had a great discounted price, but, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I wonder, you know, you made me think. We talked about Tatiana Jefferson, and did she have a plan? And probably not at 28 years old. Who does? Does the police officer have a plan? Yeah. What about him? Because he also is probably going to go to prison for a long time, more likely than not. What about his plan? What if he loses his job? What about his pension? What about his family? Yeah, and what up? You know, it's not only just that, too. You're right, because let's think about that for a second. Obviously, he may get convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. And yes, do they have sufficient assets? Probably not. What happens if he gets sued? You know what? Uh, you know point. not. You know when you have the a family of Jefferson sues him, or right, yeah, his, his or, the, or the or or perhaps the government, or I don't. Yeah, the government has more immunity, but but let's say they sued him, right? For um, civil damages, is that yeah, what they yeah, go yeah, after? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Remember, the burden of proof on a criminal cri- right. trial is um, beyond a reasonable doubt, right? So that's a higher burden of proof than a preponderance of the evidence, which is on a civil trial. So okay. if you have a conviction on a uh, for a criminal act, and there could be damages for the loss of the life, mm-hmm. then perhaps uh, there could be a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So has he protected his family? I always jo- I always say something like, if I've given every, if I have a big old life insurance policy, mm-hmm. and I name my wife as a beneficiary, mm-hmm. and then she gets in an accident, if I just gave her that, even if I was paying her. Uh, Let's say the life insurance paid her $2 million. If I just had her as a beneficiary of the policy, has that protected her? Now, you might think that's a lot of assets, and it is, but what if she had a terrible accident that killed somebody by by mistake? Mm -hmm. Well, those assets could all go to those, you know, the unfortunate people. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to protect them, there's a way you could, Mm -hmm. but have you? Right. Yeah, right. So it's a matter of whether that's important to you. Do you want to have insurance on that insurance? Right. Do you want to have insurance to protect your loved ones? Mm-hmm. Do you want to protect your family? Estate planning is not just protecting money. Estate planning is protecting your family. It's well said. Should uh, Jefferson's family be compensated for their loss of Jefferson herself? I don't know, but maybe they should. To the point where we live in such a litigious society today that couldn't they sue the Fort Worth Police Department? Yeah, but there's, saying, there's certain immunity. this guy, he yeah. was negligent. And, you know, that could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times the government has a lot of immunities, so um, uh, that's beyond my I'm – I'm a lover, not a fighter, mm-hmm. uh, so that's beyond my uh, expertise. But okay. uh, but the idea is that, mm-hmm. yes, you see that the government a lot of times has settles on different things, and, mm-hmm. and so, yes, there could be issues, and so – uh, there is an, uh, a potential problem. So, yeah. have have you protected? And what kind of? Of course, I'm sure that they have a lot of insurance. I suppose, I but hope. <laughs> there, unless there's enough immunity. So, five misconceptions. We got about five minutes. So, see what you can rattle off here. Well, let's say you have very limited assets. Should there be no planning at all? What happened? Again, this gets into the issues about who's going to be 
what happens if you lost mental capacity? Even mm-hmm. if you had no assets, or you had a little bitty IRA, right. who could get to it? Well, we need somebody who has the authority. Mm-hmm. So that's a power of attorney just by the let you know the type of document. Other documents, if you're disabled, uh, uh, let's say you had other assets rather, let's say you had – um, oh, old CD, mm-hmm. and you had a, and you didn't. Uh, a power of attorney would deal with that, but also you could have a trust, and you have a named an alternate trustee if you're not the trustee. Mm-hmm. So there's different things that you could do, even if you have very limited resources. Do you want to be kept alive artificially? Do you want to name the guardian of your children if they're minors? You know, there's other things besides. Even if you, um, if you either die or become disabled, there's different things you could do, even if you have limited resources. Right. And so if a Tatiana Jefferson had children, she might have had a declaration of who she wanted as her guardian, or if she had a will, then the will would say, okay, I want you know, so-and-so to be the guardian of my, uh, my children, mm-hmm. to take care of them, and who's going to take care of what little assets I might have. Got it. Should I do my own estate planning? Um, you know, a lot of times in this information age, people just use some forms. When is that ever a yes? Huh? When is there ever uh, yeah. a yes to that question? Well, I suppose now some people disagree. They'll say, well, gee, I don't have anything again. But again, we've just talked about so many different issues. And the problem is that most people think about the simple situation that they're in now, and mm-hmm. they don't think that things will change. They don't think about the bad things. And maybe it's valid and maybe it's not, but a lot of times you see these forms, and that's when there's problems because there, it may be valid in 50 states, but it's more expensive to deal with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. The last second word is Zoom. I won't even mention the first word. We'll skip that. And then the, uh, well, we won't we won't use any terms, but you, a lot of times we see that you know, a lot of attorneys love it because then when they have to probate or do something else, it ends up being more expensive. Yeah. because holes it, in that all day long. Right, right, because yeah. there's so many different things that that um, you, you could have that they may not have in their documents, and yeah. that's where the problem is. Okay. And what happens if you have even finished your plan? Uh-huh. This is something we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. It should there, there's, is there ever a need to do an additional planning? Right. Well, as we said before, that's why we have a maintenance program. Things change in life. Sometimes the tax laws change. Mm-hmm. Maybe if something happens with this election that maybe something will happen where there's difference on the type of insurance that you have. Maybe there's uh, something happens where you become estranged from somebody. You, you cut the turkey without me on Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Oh you know, that's actually from the movie Avalon, oh, really? and so which is a place in New Jersey, by okay. the way. Okay. The, um, uh, so it could, it could be that any number of things happen. It could be that somebody becomes disabled. Mm-hmm. It could be that somebody gets sued. It could be that somebody has marital issues. It could be any number of things. And so life changes. Mm-hmm. People change. Mm-hmm. People's relationships change, mm-hmm. people's assets change, laws change, your health changes. And so sometimes, if especially if there's major events, but a lot of times you might not even realize because of different ta- laws that change, mm-hmm. things should be reviewed. So nothing stays constant. We talked a couple weeks ago about digital assets mm-hmm. like Facebook and online accounts that didn't even used to exist just a matter of just a few short years ago in some respects. Right. So... Technology changes, the laws change, people change, mm-hmm. and so you have to keep up with those changes. 
That's why we have the free estate planning essentials workshop. Here it is. And that's all about making certain you have control. This program's about control. Control while you're alive and control after you pass away. Attend Michael's next workshop, which is Thursday, December the 5th, which is Saturday, December the 28th. Go to DallasElderLawyer.com. DallasElderLawyer.com or dial 214-720-0102. 214-720-0102. Family's going to be in town for the holidays. This is a perfect time for you and them to come, uh, whether it's before Christmas, uh, around Hanukkah, or after. Attend one of these workshops when you can, and uh, you won't regret it. Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen, thank you, sir. Happy holidays. Leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 214- 720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770-KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today 214-720-0102.